Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of The Spark Parade is supported by Lone Star Plate. Are you a fan of music, film, TV, arts, sports, entertainment, activism, business, food, and most importantly, Texas? Join Texas entrepreneur Patrick Scott Armstrong with a famous guest as they discuss life, food, career, Texas, and everything in between. You'll hear from a wide range of guests, such as former NFL lineman Corey Redding, country singer Clay Walker, or author Tim O'Brien. If you're a fan of Texas culture, food, and and country music, this is one show you cannot miss. Find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the Spark Parade, where I geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. I'm Adam Unz, at Spark Parade, on all social media. Thanks for joining me uh, this week. My guest is rapper, singer, songwriter, and producer Code, whose spark of inspiration is the Saturation Trilogy by hip-hop collective and self-described boy band, Brockhampton. It's a great chat. I know I say that every week, but it's always true, isn't it? Uh, Code is a Brockhampton superfan, and his enthusiasm is infectious. He talks about how Brockhampton's music influenced his own work and how it gave him a sense of community and helped him through some tough times. So lots of personal connections to this mammoth three-part project. So let's dive straight in, shall we? Quick code facts. Code builds sonic and visual worlds and explores emotional extremes through the lived experience of an 18-year-old Indian-American growing up in the San Fernando Valley. The multi-hyphenate creator has been making music in his parents' garage since receiving a beat pad for Christmas in 2013 at age 10. In 2021, he will embark on a new journey as he releases Pots and Pans, his first creative project from Kogo. Quick Saturation Trilogy Facts Saturation is a trilogy of albums by American hip-hop boy band Brockhampton. The trilogy started with the group's debut album Saturation, which was released on June 9th, 2017. Band leader Kevin Abstract then tweeted that Saturation was a trilogy, and Saturation 2 was released on August 25th, 2017, followed by the third and final album of the trilogy, Saturation 3, which was released on December 15th, 2017. Okay, enough of this pre-gaming. Let's play ball. Uh, here comes my chat with Code about the Saturation Trilogy. Do you remember getting turned on to the uh, Saturation Trilogy? Um, or, I mean, it, it's not something that you necessarily had to look very hard for. It was, it was everywhere. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, do you remember finding it? Oh, my God, yeah. Wow. Um, I remember the exact moment, too. It was my best friend who lives with me still right now. Um, he showed me the song Star, hmm. um, which is off Saturation 1. And 
I mean, you can't forget a song like that the first time you hear it. Because um, anytime in any rap verse, when you give that many references, like when you drop that many name references like Dom did, you're an instant legend. Because like it can either be really shitty or really excellent. And it was just excellent. And Kevin and Amir's way of, of uh, keeping that going was just brilliant. And I remember hearing that because 2017, I must have been, because I'm 18 right now. That was for... I was 14. Okay. I think I was 14. And I was just bopping the fuck out of that shit because <laughs> it's cool because they were talking about so many things that at the time I was too young to even like, it was, I hadn't even gotten to that place in my life. I, I wasn't able to address things, but through the saturation verses, especially that star one, when I just learned, I was like, whoa, this is like, this is a whole new world of, of openness and honesty that I didn't know existed at all being, uh, being, being an Indian kid. <laughs> mm. I, I clearly remember getting, it wasn't the star video too. It was the song first that I heard. And I was like, oh, I have to dive the fuck in. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, like, I think the, okay, the, the, this is like, uh, such a, a monumental amount of high quality material, both, I mean, the albums themselves, but also the videos that they're putting out, the fact that they're doing all of this stuff independently. And it's just like this group, big group of guys, this collective that's come together and somehow created all of this magic. And it's the kind of thing that's like the, uh, enough of a body of work that that could be the only stuff that um, uh, a group put out. And if their career ended there, you'd be like, job well done. And they did it in six months. <laughs> oh my God. And to be, to be a, to be a teenager, especially a very impressionable one during that time, my goodness, I couldn't think of a crazier trilogy and almost like group of superheroes to look up to, especially like the growth from saturation one to saturation three sonically is just brilliant, but it's also cool because storytelling wise, I mean, it follows one of the most ridiculous stories in hip hop. And it's cool because we got to see the beginning of it. And it's it's crazy the amount of different directions that the, the group has gone in due to good things and bad things. Right. But it's 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 amazing how the sacredness of the relationship with the art, you can tell they always try to keep that they always try to keep that up in the same way that they did in the saturation series because like i remember watching the like i'm a fucking huge brockhampton fan like i watched the reddit documentary that was like three fucking hours and i just like <laughs> like oh my god that was one of the longest documentaries i've ever watched but it was amazing to see all of them like live in the house and have these conversations about what saturation should be called and how the marketing should be and you know like when i saw like them working in a house like that i was like oh i want a house like that right. and that uh that's amazing to to want that at like 14 because you see your idols like really busting their ass off in totally. a year. <laughs> yeah. Some of it is just the luck of growing up with this core group of people that are all friends and all talented, but then recruiting all these other people to come in and like finding really talented people who have specific skill sets that can come in. And it's this like Frankenstein, like all of these different parts put together to make this cohesive whole, but it, it is in a mess. It's like, it, it all really works. It's like a finely uh, tuned machine. And, and again, like you said, thinking of teenage kids having the drive and the vision and the focus to make all of this stuff happen. And also just like having fun and really like, you know, making 
making music and enjoying it in addition to having this like laser focused career plan. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I mean, it's it's wild because every single every single verse from everybody in the saturation series you could tell they're just running for their fucking life at that at that point and mm-hmm. they just know they have to prove themselves because i mean it it felt like at moments there were times where it was like damn is is kevin being accepted or embraced in the hip-hop community at the beginning when mm-hmm. and that's very interesting for me and at the time of listening to saturation not really like being an Indian kid, not knowing anything about just sexuality in general and the openness of it, hearing that and hearing about people's reaction to it, it just made me intrigued. And I was like, wow, this really is, we've never seen a boy band like this who wants to push for this. Mm-hmm. And they knew that they had to, they had to make a trilogy. Like they had to get their fans, make super fans out of making this story of this Brockhampton group who, you know, like they're all wearing this orange. Mm-hmm. Like it's so cool because they're the execution of theme was brilliant just all across and they still do it but it's cool for the saturation series when there was so much mystery around them it was like no we're not gonna be like bitches about it and lean into the mystery we're gonna give you everything (laughs) and we're gonna constantly tell you everything and that's the shit that like i really rock with because that's like that's how you make timeless shit it's just you're just like telling the truth of your time yeah and uh, you know i think um touching on uh kevin's sexuality and and also you know there's like it's a, a big group of people it's a diverse group of people from lots of different kinds of backgrounds um you know one guy from another country <laughs> there's like black people and white people gay and straight people and not you know none of that is a gimmick none of that is like we're just trying to show that everybody can get along and everybody belongs in hip-hop it's like they are all musicians they're all equally an important part of this and this the the rhymes what they're talking about is true to who they are and super super honest like when kevin is talking about being gay and like it isn't you know this like heartfelt uh you know the day i came out to my mom he's like talking about guys sucking his dick and totally unapologetic totally just like it it blends seamlessly into everything else that's going on and when i first heard these albums i kind of had to like rewind and say oh like i i because i i had no idea that he was gay or i don't know how he defines himself bisexual whatever but um yeah just kind of like that totally refreshing brutal honestly honesty just being thrown in seamlessly integrated into everything else and that's what makes it so mind-blowing to me is that it's like dealt with like it's both a totally huge deal it's a huge part of who he is but it's also doesn't matter it's like you know it's just another part of what he's talking about yeah i mean it's it's crazy because i know that like kevin is kevin is the one that i was just listening to all of saturation i'm like kevin was out here being like i have to make timeless verses for this project of course just naturally but like as a that's a certified hookmakers project like Mm -hmm. throughout the entire series you're like how the fuck how the fuck is this man kevin and everyone bodied it but like from a from a technical standpoint from a syllable standpoint kevin abstract from his hook and and verses good gravy Mm -hmm. it's it's just like it's fucking ridiculous how how well especially like like gummy Mm. um off of saturation too. Mm-hmm. Kevin came back. He too said he made a shit. Like even like just the simple syllable play with just simple like he knew exactly what he wanted to say. But it's cool because there are moments where it's 
it's very honest. And, you know, I'm sure if like, if we spoke to Kevin, he would feel certain ways about saying something and being so open, mm -hmm. but also at the same time, like him saying shit, like I told my mom I was gay. Why the fuck she ain't listening? I signed a public in her opinion, fucking disappearing. I'm paying this bills for my sister and trying to fund a business. Is a homophobic to only hook up with straight, you know, like closet, man, it's tight. You know, it's like, it's so cool. And like the, why you always rap about being gay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Be gay. Like, that's the shit that it's, he has to say that. And he, like, he has, like, it's so cool because I can, I can imagine the thought process he went through of like, okay, no one's saying this shit. And I have to do it in a way where people can be very, this is a point in the timeline of, of the world and its relationship and in hip hop where I just need people to get out their anger about this. Mm -hmm. It's not even able to be at that point of full embracement yet, which sucks, which creates this like angry crowd. And it's just a bunch of like sexually frustrated people in the crowd being like, I told my mom I was gay. Why the fuck she ain't listen? Because it's like, <laughs> yeah. that's the shit that we're, we're not, we can't get anywhere else. And Kevin, Kevin knew that. And I mean, it's, it's crazy because it's all like it's all choices. Like it's it all boils down to like choices, especially when you're a rapper. Because like you can say you can, you can make words rhyme, but like it's like what you choose to say is like you go out of your way to make that happen. And Kevin was like, I have to I have to put on. It's like he's he's doing doing something that's so so unheard of. And the Brockhampton it, like that idea is not dummy unheard of, but it's that specific angle of being like, no, we are a we are a um, we're the biggest boy band. Like, that's what we are. Every time he'd say that, I'm like, yes, like, that's what you should fucking lean into. That's beautiful. And even as a young kid, like, knowing that that's the brand that they should lean into because it's like, that's what we need to see. I don't, the white kids have gotten enough of, like, all 10 white dudes in a band, mm -hmm. like, with tattoos, like, singing, like, shit. Like, they've gotten enough of that. Like, we need, we need verses about, about generational trauma happening. And it's crazy because very little people, very little people talking about it and very little people actually executing it in a dope ass way in Brockhampton. <laughs> <laughs> totally. The lyrics, the the rhymes, all of that is one element. The beats, the oh the variety across these albums, like each album individually is so diverse and takes you all over the place and it's really unpredictable and it isn't like an album where there, you can really hear like a developed sound that we're trying to create and this is the uniform sound we want everyone to hear it's like it's all over the place in the best possible way and also having these albums come out in rapid succession and writing them in like 10 seconds each but still having all of this lyrical complexity these insane beats and all of this variety all uh, like so much going on and building on each album as well like moving you know trying to push things further from from uh one one album to the next until you know like when like boogie opening saturation three just like killed me like that that's one of the greatest moments and saturation two might be like my saturation two and three i'm trying to saturation two really might be my favorite but hmm. saturation three is special like very very special to me um just like they all are but like to to end that trilogy off like that call it the the last installation of the trilogy like yeah. really fucking like lean into it and when they released boogie oh my god I'll never forget that video and how excited I was for just the energy that they were bringing of just pure recklessness. That was not the same recklessness that I saw in Odd Future. It was like, nah, this is like, you ever seen the movie Osmosis Jones? 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, these motherfuckers are Osmosis Jones in real life. Like, this is cool. Like, it's it's just a weird, it's a weird vibe. And God, the beats are just stupidly good. But mm-hmm. Boogie, Boogie in specific, I used to, this was when uh, I was living in my parents' house, like, before they moved again. And I would, uh, th- this was, I think, when I was, like, dropped out of school kind of time. And, like, my parents were just, like, kind of concerned for what I was doing. And all I was doing was fucking, I would I would go to the gym a lot at that time because every time I'd go to the gym, I would run with all all speed and play boogie. <laughs> like every single, without fail. Um, because that's the one thing that could get my heart going. Because like dealing with numbness, having a band like Brockhampton balance you out as a human, like to, com- c- to combat your numbness. Oh my goodness. It was such a pleasure because I'd be able to like, Next on the chiropractor. Like, <laughs> and obviously that's like, I don't want to hear that the entire song, but it's the idea of flexing that muscle because that's a part of Brockhampton is a, is a great way. Like it's such a, it's such an incredible idea, but it, like Brockhampton is with everybody involved. It feels like it's just different parts of parts of a person, mm-hmm. like different parts of a manic person. And that that's why like it can be, that's why their fans are so fucking, that's why I am so comforted by their music Yeah, because it's, you get what, like four or five, six vocalists to just say sometimes different perspectives, same perspectives, and sometimes be comedic relief, sometimes be um, a little a little ear earworm that's like nutting in your ear sometimes. But it's like, it's crazy because like Merlin says some of the wildest shit on, on saturation, like dick complexion of a backwoods. I was like, bro. And he's like, don't say that in the ad lib. I was like, you're the dirtiest motherfucker for pulling that off. Like, because <laughs> it... That entire is a, it's just, it's so cool because every, every single one of them, every single one of the members would lean in into any, anything that they were labeled as. They would just lean into a dummy heart. And that, that makes like young 13 year olds and 14, like rattled the fuck up. They're like, yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was the best feeling. Cause I, I didn't experience odd future. Cause I wasn't like, like I experienced it after, like, mm-hmm. cause I like just studied it. Um, but I actually was able to be in the crowd for Brockhampton during like 2017 Camp Flogna show where like everybody got pushed down and like lost the shoe and everything like that <laughs> yeah. because it was just reckless, 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 reckless energy back then. Cause they put three mixtapes out with just some of the greatest written music that like just kind of just fucking casually came out. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think that that comparison to odd features is a great one um, because it's like what you said, like odd feature feels like chaos, like loose. They're all kind of orbiting the same star, but they're, they're not, you know, there are moments where they'll kind of come together, but they're all kind of doing their own thing. They're supporting each other, but it's all much, it's like a a cloud of gas and Brockhampton. It's like so much tighter. There's so much more focus and it's so much clearer that they're all in it together. They're all like working towards a common goal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that that is the, the scope and the ambition involved in in everything that they've done so far when they're still all so young is is absolutely insane. And how quickly they've become this like globe dominating force. It's uh, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's but it's it's also cool to see like how long but also or how short, but also like how long and short in that sense of like putting out saturation trilogy in 2017 and then 
having i'm so happy they had that sugar moment that's so good for them they had like a fucking massive hit yeah um but it's 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 cool because now like you hear feature verses on their project like their most recent roadrunner mm-hmm. and it's like they they would like to be one direction that's that's the goal and that's that's something that i'd like they must have had endless amount of conversations of like if y'all really like we need to all be on the same page mm-hmm. <laughs> like i'm sure and and i'm sure they're on the same fucking page but also it might be their next last project that they put out and that would make sense because they've given good they've given a lot yeah. if they if they if they were to stop they've already passed the baton on they are and they they know it and they don't know it in the sense of like sometimes i'm like y'all should definitely give yourselves more credit for like how i mean because it hasn't come into full fruition yet, like how Odd Future like created a bunch of these characters, like including like Kevin Abstract and shit. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm like, wow, you guys like, and that's why it was it was amazing actually like meeting Merlin and becoming friends with him. But I was like, it is wild that y'all don't know that like the people who are in my house right now are all on my Mount Rushmore as artists. But like, y'all birthed us. <laughs> like, that's that's something that, and we can't wait to share that. And 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 co-sign One Direction, like you guys being yeah. One Direction. Yeah. But also at the same time, it's like, if they if they broke up, they gave us that shit. I'm ready for for solo projects. That would be yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this whole the whole boy band focus that that whole concept in relation to this project is so amazing because it's like taking the definition of a boy band and completely turning it on its head and subverting everybody's expectations because it it is like what you said that it's, it's like this back backstreet boy is like you know super choreographed really like ultra polished nobody can step out of line image and it's like they are a boy band just not in the way that anybody expects a boy band to be and it's they are practiced they have an image that they're trying to hone but it's not that kind of like nobody is allowed to have any individuality and everybody has to you know like everybody gets their one little two line bit of each song and we you know uh it's it's all kind of predictable and samey that again i mean i've said this 14 times now but it's all like totally unpredictable and they're throwing curveballs at you left and right and you never quite know what to expect from track to track and it's incredible yeah i mean it's saturation like specifically saturation saturation two it was complete controlled chaos Mm -hmm. like fucking commas up from the outside that's kevin working on saturation figuring out what works what doesn't and being like i'm a monster hook maker and i know exactly what to say in the verses more importantly the people around me know exactly what to say in the verses all i have to do is fucking speak my truth to this generation that is going to take everything to heart. And I mean, I, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine what it's, what it's like to um, put, put projects out in one year where you discuss so much of your fucking life, like three projects. And, but at the same time I can, because I grew up on Brockhampton and that's, (laughs) that's the shit. And that's why like, that's why I'm all about honesty in my shit. Cause I'm like, nah, that's, that's how you make good art. If your number one song isn't honest, what the fuck are you here to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and that's Brockhampton. Brockhampton, when they get a number one, when they get like a sugar, like everyone will get behind them because it's like, yeah, we we want to see these guys win. Yeah, and we want it's it's cool because like they just put out this project and it's 
their best work and it's cool because everybody they get to get their flowers but they had to make the saturation trilogy to really like get and that means they had to make all three like Mm -hmm. it's easier to say saturation trilogy but when you like actually go in depth and like you start saturation two and you hear like you hear the like the the gummy intro you're like oh my god this is like it's it's so stupid how well done it is like it's and it's each like 17 songs for the first one 16 songs for the second one saturation probably be 15 of them yeah i think it is oh wait that that was definitely 15 wow oh my god wait was ginger Okay, now ginger has. Oh no, iridescence with that. Whoa, am I figuring something out? <laughs> I'm such They're just a gonna be like, there'll be one fewer track for each album until they just get down to one song. <laughs> one one song with like just everybody like BTS, Kanye West, <laughs> Megan The Stallion, just every, yeah, one song that's like twenty four hours long. Yeah, but I think uh, you know I have like I have friends who don't like to go to you know a bit sniffy about going to gigs from artists who only have one album they're just like oh then you know we're just they're just playing their one album and i don't you know i mean i don't subscribe to this at all but i just i you know i know people who like feel like they need to get more value out of an artist before they're willing to commit to like seeing them live and this is (laughs) absolutely eliminating that problem in such a short period of time and i can't you know, I know, again, I'm harping on about the same things, but like not just putting out three projects in the same year, but creating them in the same year, finishing one and immediately starting on the next and going through that. It's like this kind of punishing cycle that, you know, modern artists don't really do that. Like people work really hard on an album and put it out. And then maybe a couple years later, they'll start thinking about working on the next one. And that, that work ethic of just being like, no, we've got to keep pushing. We've got to keep innovating and giving people more stuff and having these three albums this huge collection of tracks as like calling cards so that you know people come to their gigs and it's like hit 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 all of these different sounds coming from all different places and right out of the gate they're like we can do anything mm-hmm. i mean it's well that's definitely part of fucking brockhampton's production output they're mon- like ramil is ridiculous uh I can't I I can't wait till the day we work and we make a mixtape for brown kids. But what I was going to say was that I live by the statement of like you can make history but you have to show them how. And Brockhampton is the epitome of doing that shit. Being able to see a Reddit documentary that was 3 hours and hearing I think this should be called saturation because blank, hearing that conversation happen and hearing the lingo and hearing everything like that, hearing the communication styles, hearing all that shit. That's like that's why for the past like two and a half years while recording this this project, I recorded myself with the GoPro because I'm like, I could I could create the greatest project and not show anybody anything. Or I could great create the greatest project over time and show people how difficult <laughs> this shit can be or how fucking how fucking how your relationship with music has to be amazing and how you have to have fun with it. And and that comes from seeing people tell their story, like Tyler with Cherry Bomb documentary one of the best documentaries you saw him fight for his idea. And in Brockhampton, they recorded everything. And that's shit that you watch. And if you're at a young age, an impressionable age, you're like, that's not a bad thing to want to copy. And that's not a bad thing to want to go after in a, in a, in in any standpoint, in an emotional way, in a financial way, in a, in a, like that, that, that is a vibe. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, I, uh, I think that is a lovely, lovely place to stop. You feel good? Yeah. I mean, can I ask you what your favorite song is from the saturation, uh, 
can I ask you from each saturation? Because I'm curious to know. <laughs> hmm. Saturation one, I'm not sure. Um, two, probably gummy, and three, it's absolutely boogie. Yeah. Okay. Boogie is just boogie is way too good. Also, stupid. Mm-hmm. Stupid. <laughs> Old stains is also crazy, but. This saturation, the saturation two project. Oh my god! When it came to junkie, I yeah. I remember this moment during. This is the last thing I'll say. I remember <laughs> this moment during during uh, it was fucking flogna. Um, junkie started playing, mm. and junkie starts off with that Kevin verse right the fuck away. And as soon as we, as soon as everybody in the crowd, we knew what the fuck was going on. So we spread out. Matt like made a huge hole, like huge fucking hole, and I. Uh, I got right in the middle of it and I was looking every single motherfucker in the eye in that circle and rapping every word to them. And they were rapping it right back to me. And it was one of the most wholesome moments because I was like 13, 14 yeah. saying the craziest shit that Kevin is saying and fully believing every word of it. And it's, it was the most beautiful thing because if someone out of context walked by that stadium and heard what we were saying, they'd be like, what the fuck is happening? Mm. But it was so cool because everyone was so angry, but there was so much love. And we would be yelling these lyrics at each other, not knowing who, who each other are and just like looking each other in the eyes, staring each other down and yelling, yelling the first Kevin Junkie verse. And I remember, I remember being like, wow, this is, this is a community that I am a part of. Like I, yeah. I have the luxury of getting to live in it and like being able to, being able to then like a few years later, like actually like meet Merlin and become friends with him and like work on music together. Mm -hmm. Stupidly like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the that's definitely a fond ass memory of like the twelve shows I've been to at Brockhampton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Um, I uh, I feel enormously satisfied. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for making time for me. Thank you. All right, take care. See ya. Bye. What a smart guy, wise beyond his years. Uh, thanks again to Code for chatting with me. You can catch him on uh, this Saturday, May 15th on the Identity 2021 virtual celebration on Twitch. I will link to that in the show notes. Okay, uh, quick little inspirational spark from me. I have been watching Girls 5 Eva on Peacock which is executive produced by Tina Fey and Robert Carlock, who created 30 Rock and Kimmy Schmidt. And you can tell because Girls 5 Eva is just as silly and stupid as those shows. Um, it's perfect for my life right now. I just need something extremely and reliably light and funny, and this fits the bill. Um, it's about a 90s one-hit wonder girl group who decide to reunite, and it is utterly ridiculous. So check that out if you can find space in your budget for yet another streaming service. Can we all just go back to the time when everything was on Netflix, please? Eh, whatever. Okay, that's all she wrote. Please tell all your friends about this show and ask them to subscribe. And then just follow me on social media, at Spark Parade. It'll be fun, I promise. Um, other than that, take care of yourself and your loved ones. Be good. And until next time, bye!
the camera zooms in on me. So we get out. some high proof alcohol. We get gasoline. Anything that says what funny. makes our lives worth living is our mortality. If there were not mortality, we wouldn't be. Passionate. Luckily for me, most of the beauty pageants that I've um, participated in don't. I have done my fair share of blood. Man. I've always liked showing myself off naked. Got up out of the seat, walked to me, and then slapped me. Spontaneous conversation with people from around the world on Stranger Than Christian, available on your favorite podcast app and at strangerthanchristian.com. Thanks for listening to the Apocalypse Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, go to apocalypsepodcastnetwork.com. And remember, every time you support one of our sponsors, you're supporting the podcast you just heard. Have you made the switch to Nick's? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.